All right, welcome to the Fat Loss is Easy podcast. My name is Jonah Mitchell. I am a, I am a personal trainer and nutrition coach. And my entire life, uh, my entire life's journey right now is to help make the process of losing fat, losing weight as easy as possible, and really change your whole perspective on uh, the process in general. Because we do not have to be uh, be miserable or feel miserable to start losing weight and achieving our health goals. Uh, and uh, and yeah, so welcome to the show. Super excited to talk about today's uh, topic and this is really uh, something that was a hidden gem for me and and I, 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 I guess I call it a secret and uh, I think it's gonna help kind of open your eyes to why some things work for some people and why uh, why they don't work for others uh, and that is truly understanding your metabolism so um, don't have to take notes but I hope that you are able to take, uh, something away from this process as uh, you begin to apply it to your own your own uh, fit, uh, fitness and uh, weight loss weight loss journey. Um, so, what is our metabolism? Let's start there. Our metabolism is simply our body's ability to ability to use energy, and we often associate a slow metabolism with uh, easy to gain weight, easy to gain body fat. Body just doesn't want to let go of those those fuel resources, uh, sadly. And for many people, they think they're stuck in this trap of having a slow metabolism. Um, but as I mentioned in my previous episode, there is real no significant change in. The, in our, and how our metabolism functions as we age. And it's actually very, very, um, it's very minuscule. And it doesn't even happen until uh, we, it doesn't really have a dip until we hit our 60s. Um, so that excuse isn't, well, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say excuse, but that explanation to why you've had a hard time losing weight isn't as valid as we once thought. Um, it's all I want, want to help you understand. And, and the example I used in, in the, the previous episode was uh, we had developed terrible eating habits as we were kids. We grew up, got uh, very busy, less movement. Um, we stopped playing around as much. We took on more stress of life. We didn't we never really changed our eating habits. And, uh, and that what that's what led to our uh, inevitable weight gain or, or fat gain that we just seen. It seemed to like come out of nowhere. Um, but once we become aware of these things, become 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 aware of our behaviors that have led us here, it's very easy to to start changing them into the ones that more align with what we want to accomplish. And many people want to lose the excess body fat. They want to feel more confident in their skin. They just want to feel better about themselves. And like the biggest reason why fat loss uh, or, or weight, losing fat, losing weight is uh, helping people do that is such a big passion for me is because it's, it helps unlock so many more uh, positive benefits to uh, someone's mental state. And I'm not body shaming or, or, or fat shaming or anything like that. Like you do not have to lose weight if you do not want to. Um, and that's that's by all means your choice. This is not the podcast for you. This is for people who want to do those things. So now that we kind of understand our metabolism and it's just uh, our body's ability to use energy and we know that it doesn't it doesn't decline as we age we now take that information that that knowledge and say okay so my eating habits are poor i don't move as much as i should those are obvious fixes right um but there's other, there's a few things that kind of go into that so i want you to imagine your metabolism as like a a bar graph 
the, the amount the amount of calories you burn in a day okay so let's say you sitting here listening to this podcast say you're listening in your car do you think you're burning any calories right now most people do not think they are actually burning calories but the the funny thing is we burn most of our calories in a day just living and this is brain brain function uh, this is blood pumping. This is digesting food. This is this is processing food. Uh, this is this is uh, healing. Like everything our body does that we don't think about is burning calories. It requires energy, and that that goes into something that is called your basal metabolic rate. So if you were to sit in one spot all day long, you would burn a certain amount of calories. And for me, since I'm right here, um, I am 6'2", 215 pounds. I'm 25 years old. And if I didn't move all day long, this is not factoring in my muscle mass, I would probably burn about 2,000 calories just living. And this is dependent on your height, your weight, your age, your sex. All these things uh, play, play a role on, how, on your basal metabolic rate or your resting metabolic rate. So then that's, that's the first part of the bar graph of our metabolism, how many calories our, burn, our body's burning in a day. This probably, this roughly accumulates up or accounts for 50 to 60, 50 to 60% of the total calories burned in a day. Then we move up that bar graph. We already got 50, uh, let's, let's just cut in the middle. 55% of our calories accounted for because of our basal metabolic rate. Then there's something that's called NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And this is simply the calories you burn just moving your body. So this is standing, this is walking, this is doing chores around your house, dancing, playing with your kids. Anything that requires you to move your body requires energy, right? Energy is 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 more than just how much how we feel in the morning if we're like groggy or if we're energized. Uh, every movement you do requires calories to move. So this so neat is really a, a big one that people miss out on when they, when they are on a fat loss journey is that they just don't move that much throughout the day. And the easiest way to, to really start keeping tabs on this is step counts. Once we start understanding how many steps we're getting in a day, we can see if we're, if we're missing out on, on a lot of the, the total caloric burn that we have in the day. So this can account for roughly 20, maybe 30, 35% of total calories burned in a day from activities that you don't think about burn calories. Right. So now that we're aware of that, we're roughly let's just cut it in the middle. Say that's um, say that's let's say 25 percent. So 55 plus 25. Quick math. That's 70 percent. We still have 30 percent left to to account for. So the, 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 the next thing you think is like, oh, OK, so that's what my actual workouts are to account for that last 30 percent. No, actually, there's a funny thing. Like I mentioned earlier, when it comes to to uh processing and digesting food that burns calories and it's called the thermic effect of feeding so th so this is the fun part where your body burns calories by breaking down food which is crazy right you're eating and yet you're burning calories so it's kind of backwards to what we what we're told the thermic effect of carbohydrates and fats which are which are uh Carbohydrates and fat are like carbohydrates are the complex carbs or simple carbs. So simple carbs would be sugars uh, or snacky foods like that come in a box or a bag. Um, complex carbs like rice, quinoa, potatoes, some, something along those lines. And fats like oils, nuts, avocado, along those lines. 
though they have a very low thermic effect so they don't burn very many calories uh to digest them like at all like it's very negligible if they do have a thermic effect protein however has an incredibly high thermic effect on our body and a lot of people call it the meat sweats when they have a very high protein meal they, they feel their body temperature increase but that is what the that's what that's when you have a meal like that, you're experiencing the thermic effect of feeding. You're increasing your body temperature temperature because your body's digesting. And it's working really hard to digest those those calories. So take this into, into uh, uh, um, consideration. When you eat 100 calories worth of protein, the thermic effect of feeding to break down that protein, you burn roughly 20 to 30 calories just digesting that protein. So there's many reasons to increase your protein intake. Not only it's going to help uh, preserve lean muscle mass, and it's also going to help it with bone density. It's also going to help uh, help make you feel more full for longer. But it's also working really hard to burn a few extra calories for you. So if you increase your protein intake, this could take up to another 10 to 15, maybe even 20% of your total caloric burn in a day, depending on how much protein you're getting in a day. Um, and then that will fluctuate, and we'll get the last. 10 to 15 percent of total calories burned in a day and this accounts for your exercise activity thermogenesis so this is activities done with the intent of burning calories and i know what you're gonna say it's like jonah but i burn 800 calories doing a cardio workout well that's cool that's exciting but that's like if that's you looking at your your fitbit or your apple watch those aren't always the most accurate tools right cardio is a, is a great tool helps with your heart health but it's not necessary for fat loss um and most people um uh, can just really get by with just walking ten thousand steps a day and that's going to dramatically increase their needs um but that's where um that's kind of why so many people struggle with weight loss or fat loss they try to put all their eggs in that that last that last little bit right and eat and tef they can fluctuate they could they could have a different ratio i just want you to start thinking about this a little bit more all right so this is what our metabolism actually is is how our body is burning energy and when you combine all these numbers into uh, into their respective categories of how many calories they burn in a day, right? The the 55% of BMR, the the 25% of meat, the 10 to 15% of of te uh, thermic effective feeding, and the 10 to 15% of of um, eat exercise exercise activity thermogenesis. This is what gives you your total daily energy expenditure. Okay, so after you equate for all of that, and there's so many calculators online that you just simply go and Google TDEE.com and uh, you can you can start looking at this for yourself. But that gives you your total amount of calories burning in, in, in a day. And that gives you your and that is also called your maintenance calories. So this is way higher than you think. <laughs> a lot of people go into a diet and immediately jump to like a 12 to 1600 calorie diet. And that's so low, so low, especially if you don't know your how much how many calories you actually burn in a day. So if you're in that low of a deficit, it's really hard for your body to actually want to let go of body weight. Um, so for example, knowing my height, my weight, my age, my activity level, which is roughly anywhere between seven to 10,000 steps a day. I work out at the gym roughly three to four times a week. Um, I'm, I'm pretty on my feet. I'm pretty active. I have a high protein diet. I can estimate based off of those things. And you would have to take into consideration for yourself. Roughly 32. I burn roughly 3,200 calories in a day. If I didn't want to gain, if, and if I didn't want to lose any weight, 
I would eat that much food every single day, right? That sounds like a lot, but again, I'm incredibly different to you. And uh, in, in this process, everybody's, everybody's different. Just want to give you an understanding of how, how different, how much more food someone can need than, a 12, uh, than just relying on a 1200 calorie diet. So now let's talk about the other two numbers, right? A surplus and a deficit. So when we're in a surplus, when we're eating more calories than we burn in a day. That's where you gain weight. That's where you gain body fat. And so many people are in that or, or like they get into a surplus without realizing it when they drop their their activity levels as they age. Right. Because they became they became adults. They sat down during their job and they stopped moving as much. So then their surplus, uh, they're, they're eating the same amount. Um, they're eating the same amount of calories that they were when they were younger and they're just not burning as much. Because they're just sitting more, right? So then that, that puts you in a caloric surplus. Um, and then to lose weight, to lose body fat, you want to go lower from that, that maintenance number. And that puts you in a deficit. But you don't have to be in such a dramatic deficit. Like if I were to go to a 1,200-calorie diet, that would be pretty miserable for me. And most people only need to go to a two to 500-calorie deficit when they're starting out. Do that for a while. Make sure they're still feeling good. So let's use my wife, Hannah, for example. She is. Five, six, 135 pounds, roughly the same activity as me, if not a little bit more active. She, we can estimate she burns about 2,000, maybe 2,200 calories in a day. So if she was to go in a 1,200 calorie deficit, that's like she would be eating 1,200 calories for a day, uh, that's still pretty low for her. That's a very big deficit. So her deficit, we would start at probably 1,800 calories. And that's plenty for most people. You don't have to, it's not the, the idea is if you if you eat less and you continue to move, it's not going to happen any faster. And the, I mean, the likelihood of it happening, weight loss happening fast is going to make it a lot harder to sustain that lifestyle. But when you start to understand these numbers, right, we are way more than these numbers. And most of the time, people are already under eating so much because they have this this understanding that I have to stop eating and just continue to move to lose all the weight that I've gained. But it's 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 not. That's ob- a lot of times. So that's the wrong way you want to, to handle a situation like this like if you've been eat, under eating like you gained 40 pounds so let's say you gained 30 pounds during covid because it was a stressful time we weren't outside we weren't moving and you're like okay it's time to lose this weight so you stop eating as much right you eat probably two times a day you're hungry all the time and you're moving you're walking and you saw some some results you lost about 10 pounds but then it just stopped losing it's like, whoa, like what's happening here, right? Because we understand that we stop moving, um, we're, we're going to lose the weight. Or we stop eating, we're, we're going to lose the weight. But what essentially you're doing is our body's always responding to a stimulus. And if you tell your body that food is scarce, right, you're not eating as much as you should be based on how much you're burning in a day because we burn way more calories than we understand, then your body's going to go into pres- preservation mode. It's going to go into like, I need to hold on to as much energy as I possibly can because I don't know if food is, if you're in a famine right now. And like it or not, our bodies are dumb. <laughs> They're so dumb. So uh, if you've been in a deficit, like a really low deficit, deficit, like similar to like if you were Hannah's size and you burned probably about 2,200 calories in a day, but you're eating 1,200 calories and you've been eating that way for about for about a year, just because you didn't want the scale to go back up, then you're probably in a spot where your your metabolism has been so slowed down to match um, the amount of calories you you eat 
with burn with the uh, compared to the calories you burn. So you're burning a lot of calories in a day, right? Remember that that bar graph. So now let's take the calories you eat and let's put it, let's make that into a bar graph. Okay. So let's say, let's go back to the, the Hannah example. She burns about 2,200 calories in a day. If she were to want to lose weight and she went into this with like, I just need to stop eating. I'm going to move more. So she went down to an 18 or a 1200 calorie deficit. So we're going to take and say she eats twice a day and both those meals are 600 calories, right? So we're going to take those meals and put them into the bar graph. So at her calorie burn in a day, she's at 2200. We put one breakfast is a 600 calorie bar and then um, dinner is a 600 calorie bar. She is only halfway to her total calorie burn. And with the general understanding of stop eating and move more, you would say, well, that means I should lose weight, right? But you want to look at the gap, how big that gap is of calorie deficit to the total calorie burn in a day is a massive signal that food is scarce. And I don't know if you're not going to be able to eat soon. So we hold on to body fat as an insurance policy once when food becomes that scarce. You know what I mean? So under eating is actually slowing your metabolism. So it's going to take that, that 1200 calories and your body's going to go into preservation mode. And it's going to stretch those that 1200 calories to meet that calorie expenditure and it's not going to like it's not going to be one to one right it's obvious the basic math 1200 calories does not equal 2200 calories but your body is going to take that and it's going to stretch it so this is when chronic fatigue sets in this will this, uh, come, this comes with poor sleep poor energy levels um, uh, poor digestion and brain fog all these issues become come because your body is working really hard to stretch out these calories to try and match as close as it can to, to the, the um, energy burn. But it, it's just, it's so much work for your body that other things have to start being down-regulated. And this is what really is slowing your metabolism is, is under eating for so long, okay? So I tell you all that information, that very, that very long explanation is just to say that simply stop eating, simply avoiding eating is not the way to go. And if you've been in a deficit for a very long time, I want you to take this, this I was talking about, Google your what your estimated total daily energy expenditure, just put in TDEE and you'll find it. And then you're gonna put in your information and those are best estimates, right? We just need an estimate to get us started. And I want you to go through a process called a metabolic refeed. And this is what is going to help you restart your metabolism. And actually take that effect of the body stretching these calories to try and meet the limits of you burning and actually just like stop working that hard. And it's going to take the energy you give it and you're going to go back to your maintenance calories slowly, right? Refeed very slowly. If you're not hungry, don't stuff yourself, but just, just slowly reintroduce calories. And that sounds terrifying, right? We're going to add food. We're going to get fat. Like, oh my God, like, what are you telling me to do, Jonah? Like, why the hell would you tell me to eat more? I want you to eat more because I want you to, to, I want your body to get the signal that food isn't scarce, that you're eating enough to match the calorie burn. And when we remember from the first part of this podcast, a maintenance calories, you don't gain or you don't lose any weight. So now this is a little bit different. If you've been in a deficit for a very long time, you're going to increase food intake. So you probably might gain a little bit more weight, but on the, on the flip side, to make sure that that doesn't, 
if there is some weight gain, we start strength training two to three times a week. We start uh, walking a little bit more. The gold standard would be anywhere between eight and 10,000 steps. But if you're a desk job only getting about 2,000 steps, slowly increase calories and slowly increase your step count. Like getting around, if you're at 2,000 steps a day, get to about 25 to 3,000 steps a day. And then slowly build your way up to that gold standard of eight to 10,000. And alongside strength training, and these extra calories are going to be stored as muscle, not, not as body fat. You know, and I have many resources on that. So if you have no idea where to start from, for, uh, for fitness, uh, let me know. But this is where, this is the little secret about fat loss is that your metabolism is only slow because you're avoiding food. If we can get you back to your maintenance calories and make your, and tell your body to stop working as hard to make your calories last, you're going to feel one, you're going to feel so much better. You're going to, you're going to stop being as tired. You're going to be able to focus a lot easier. You're going, to, you're, going to, you're going to wake up and actually feel ready and energized for the day. You're going to sleep well. And then you're going to tell your body like, hey, like extra calories. There's a little bit of increased movement. You're actually strength training. So these extra calories are going to go to something that you've never really done before, which is build muscle. And right, it's, it's really hard to get bulky. So if any, any, women listening, any women listening to this, it's really hard to get bulky. Don't worry. But this is, this is a met- metabolic boosting cheat code. Slowly, slowly increase your calories alongside strength training just two to three times a week, one to three times a week. And you could still see massive results from this. And I want to, I want you to, to do this for a little while, like stick to it for 30 days. And it's going to be scary because there's a lot of stigma around your food. And, but don't think you have to jump in headfirst all the time. Do this very slowly, incredibly slowly. And start by adding protein to your diet, then add a veggie to your diet and slowly increase those calories and notice how much better you start to feel alongside strength training and getting your step counts up. It's super simple. It's super simple, right? It's a lot like the whole point of this podcast. It's a lot easier than you think. You don't have to go on another diet. You don't have to run yourself into the ground. You have to do these, these, these processes you've never tried before, do them very slowly, feel a lot better, then go into a much smaller deficit. And then when you do that metabolic rebuild, think of your metabolism. Now that we have, now I have you thinking about that, 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 uh, um, this bar graph. Now, now take that bar graph or get rid of the bar graph. Now think of your metabolism as a campfire, right? The logs are the wood or the logs for the fire are the food. And you've pulled out so many logs that your metabolic fire is, has shrunk. It's not, it's not happy to burn calories. It wants to conserve as much energy as it possibly can. But as we slowly increase our daily activity, as we add strength training, which is going to increase your metabolism and, and um, have, tell your body to store more muscle, your fire is going to grow. It's going to grow big again. And you're going you're gonna to notice a difference. And then once we go back, into a deficit. You only have to go into a two to 500 calorie deficit after you rebuild your maintenance for a little while. You stay there for a little while. Don't immediately go back into a deficit. But then your fire is much bigger. Then you only have to take away two logs instead of like eight. And then you see how easy it actually is. I hope that makes sense. If it didn't make sense, don't worry. I'm always here. I'm going to probably talk about this a lot. (laughs) <laughs> this, is, this is what I have to tell my clients all the time, but I think that's a good place to end this episode. 
Um, so I'm super, super happy that you listened to it. I hope you got some of the value about it. If you do have questions about any of this process, please follow me on Instagram at Jonah Mitchell underscore fitness. Find me on Facebook at Jonah Mitchell. Um, and and uh, I, have a, I have a Facebook group. It's uh, Fast and Easy Fat Loss on, on Facebook. If you want direct examples and, and videos that go into detail about this, because this is something I'm passionate about. And I will talk about it until I'm blue in the face. It's a lot easier than you think. It does sound a little scary at first, but I promise if you do it slowly you and you add more protein in your, into your diet, you're going to see those metabolic uh, abilities start to boost. So I hope you got something out of this. Um, let me know. Let me know what you heard. <laughs> let me know what you learned. If you, all, if you have any questions, always feel free. But uh, that's it for this episode of the Fat Loss is Easy podcast. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'll see you on the next one.